0: so real. Too real. Hi, guys. My name is Krithi. And I'm Taffy. We're your podcast hosts for this episode. We know no one's listening, but it's okay. We're here for the fun and the vibe of it.
1: Probably tell everybody our podcast that they're listening to. What's Um, it called? It's called Yes, Tell
0: Me. Because usually, Taffy calls me. And Taffy, what do you say to me?
1: It's what you say when I call you. But but what do you call me when you call me? I call you Krithi.
0: Be like, yes, tell me.
1: <laughs> no, it's oh. what you say when you pick up the phone when I call you.
0: Usually, yes. I'd be like, You'd be like, you'd be a Krithi. And I'd be like, Yes, tell me. But yeah, that's how this podcast was born. This is where we are. Actually, this podcast was kind of born before this podcast was born. What am I trying to say here? born Inception. Well, <laughs> sounded like forception
1: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. This is a
1: PG friendly podcast. Just kidding. It's not
0: PG. Like it's not I'm at all. Someone who swears so much and you don't swear at all. So this is not a PG thirteen anything. If anything, it's R rated as fuck. Uh, Taffy and I, we were strangers. I was going to grad school. I needed to find a place in two days. Literally, I signed the lease two days before I started my program, and I was looking for a place. And I asked my old landlord. I'm like, bro. I need a place. You got one? He's like, I got one room. And then I was like, where? Right beside your old house? Like right next to it? He's like, yeah, in the basement. And I go there. It's a, literally a fucking box. <laughs> it's literally a it's shoe box. About. Yeah, a shoe box. And he's like, yo, how much is this? Or he's like, this much for this place? He's like, yeah. It's like, all right, fine. And then I meet these three different weirdos. When I first met you guys, I was just, yo, I wanna be friends with these people. But then I also was like, do you think they'll like me?
1: (laughs) Oh, but then you guys liked me. We did. Also, the three of us were all strangers as well. That's true. That's
0: true. I forgot about that. We were all strangers. And I think that's the best part about life in general. You just meet random people. You click and then shit's just history. That's how friendships are made. And to me, that's just so mind blowing. We're all strangers. One is a Latina, one person is Tamil and brown, the other person is Korean, one is Chinese. And it's like, how did we all end up having such similar values given our different lived life experiences?
1: Yeah, and you were the only one at that time in grad school. The rest of us were out working. A few of us had already finished undergrad and we're looking to kind of figure out what we wanted to do. So it really was such a turning point in some of our lives to meet together that day and that year.
0: And we only lived for eight months, but it feels like we lived together for so long. I think it's mainly because we did so much shit together. And I remember all my grad school friends would be like, or colleagues, because I wasn't friends with them that much. Like, where are you going? After class, like, why well, do you want to come hang out with us? I'm like, nah, I got to go meet my roommates, like <laughs> see my roommates. <laughs> like the people you live with? Yeah, I want to go see them. But don't you live with them? Yeah, but... I want to go see them.
1: (laughs) Clearly, we had attachment issues
0: at that point. (laughs) Because we would just come home, either go grocery shopping, come together, cook together, eat together. We, some days, literally on a Friday, Saturday, we'll get shit-faced together until, like, our neighbors upstairs yelled at us to go to bed.
1: We'll dance to a (laughs) party in the USA. (laughs) (laughs) Should not expose us like that. (sighs) Best song ever, though. Good times. Great times. Before COVID hit.
0: And we lived together during COVID before we all moved out of that place. I think that's how we met. And we have conversations that are so vulnerable, healing, fun, and therapeutic. So, in some cases, it was almost like a slumber party every single day at our house. Right? Yeah, and we'd be up so late
1: so sometimes on a work late.
0: night. And we would just all wake up so groggy because we all had to dip at a certain time, but we would still go to bed late. So yeah, this is where the podcast was actually born. We were doing our own podcast without the mics and shit with each other four years ago. And so we just decided, we actually decided last year to go through the podcast and we bought the mics and never went anywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's sad. I mean, I used it for school. So it wasn't like a complete loss, but
0: they're adorable. They're pink. They're cute. Yeah. So this is the Yes, Tell Me podcast. Why do you think we started this podcast? Like, what do you think? How do you think this is going to help people? Or even if it doesn't, because not everything has to help people.
1: I think it's not like we're trying to invalidate people's unique experiences, but rather, I think we're trying to normalize a lot of difficulties that people face on a daily basis, especially with both of us kind of being on that millennial and Gen Z cusp of life. And I think it's just we want to share our opinions. And in a way, it's kind of therapeutic for us to be able to talk about it. But in some way, we're hoping that it resonates with other people so that they might not feel so alone or feel like oh, other people feel the way that I do.
0: The thing is like, we do talk about things and we might give you tips, but we're obviously not licensed professionals. We're here for the sake of just to have conversations. Sometimes you just have conversations with your friends, with your roommates and no therapy is there. You know, it's just to get things off your chest. So this podcast is almost like that. We just talk about shit that happened to us, something that we're going through, and how we solved certain things, how we're trying to solve certain things, the things that we're working on, what worked for us, what didn't work for us, and how it may help you.
1: Yeah, and sometimes we... Still have not figured half of it out. I mean, we haven't figured anything out, but... Facts. Facts. Major <laughs> facts. <laughs> like caps lock,
0: underline, italicized.
1: Font <laughs> size 60.
0: <laughs> I personally feel like I'm going with the flow with life for in, in such a long time. After decades. I feel like decades, it's only been two, but I'm in my 20s and I'm finally relaxed Or in a space where I'm unwinding years of hard work. Years of grinding as a kid. And now I'm just like, okay, I'm chilling. I'm going to go with the flow. And with you, you're actually doing a lot of work. A lot more than me. You're in grad school now. uh, We still have shit to talk about, regardless of where we are in life.
1: Yeah, I don't think that really ends. I guess we should say that both of us are in our mid-20s now. Some of us inching closer (laughs) to the end of our mid-20s it's gonna be including in a while. me <laughs> but still why you gotta help um, me like that <laughs> but i think think we've experienced a lot in these two decades that we've we've lived not that some Anyone, might say that's not a lot but it feels like a lot to us it does uh,
0: especially both of us and we'll go into more in depth as we progress through this podcast so the first topic today's topic the very sensitive topic that we will be talking about today, the title actually, it's going to rile up some people. It's called Fat and Apologetic.
1: Yeah, it's It's quite a statement we're
0: making, Krithika. (laughs) If you're someone who's struggling with body dysmorphia, just like just to give you some sort of trigger warning, Mm because I think that's very, very important, especially when it comes to topics like this. If you're someone who's struggling with body dysmorphia or... You're facing fat phobia or bullying at school, and you're actually struggling with weight loss. You are at a very low time in your life and you're looking forward to us to kind of cheer you up. This episode might be a skip because this is a sensitive topic. This is a very triggering topic. Even for us who have somewhat accepted certain aspects of ourselves, it's still a very heavy topic because it brings out so much trauma and just childhood trauma. And I just don't want to trauma dump on anyone who's going through struggles you know like sometimes you just want entertainment for entertainment's sake no one wants to cry and Mm -hmm. we don't want this to be like this is us episode
1: no that's totally right and Krithi and I are by no means professionals we our opinions are really just our own and I guess in advance if, if things just don't sit right with you just just remember it's not our intention to you know place our opinions on other people we're just freely expressing how We've kind of navigated being people that have been considered overweight and, and essentially fat in society by you know people around us. So this is just a topic about that.
0: So Tav... What do you think about New Year's resolutions regarding weight loss and weight gain? Have you ever had a year where you made New Year's resolutions and didn't consider your weight? Like that wasn't on your list.
1: Yeah, I think to be honest, when I was younger, that was not really something that I thought about. I mean, just to preface like my weight did does fluctuate a lot. But I think I, I really got that sense of wanting to lose weight every year when I was in undergrad. For me, the the freshman 15 was more like a freshman for 15 for the next four years. Um, so I, I think in- every year oh sorry sorry i
0: was gonna oh. say like freshman 15 was very real for me too yeah it wasn't even 15 time it was
1: like 2020 20 yeah, ago. yeah. it's ahead. it's really hard no that's okay i think it's really hard when your relationship with food really does does mean a lot for me university obviously was a very stressful time and then once i started gaining weight i think it just became my new year's resolution every year to want to lose weight and i think like everybody who no wants who experiences wanting to lose weight it's really not an easy thing to do and so yeah I've, i think from from undergrad on like it has been my new year's resolution to lose weight and so yeah even now i wouldn't say i would say even this year it has it has definitely been on my list of things i need to do but what about you when did you when was this on your list of new year's resolutions
0: think ever since like covid started where i gained 25 pounds or so and it's just been on my mind to just be like i need to lose weight why because i need to get back to the me that i used to be that i was comfortable with all my clothes were that was my biggest issue i'm someone who loves fashion i've curated my entire closet thrifting all these things like 70 percent of my clothing is thrifted and now what i'm supposed to get a new wardrobe and things that i love just don't fit me anymore but i don't want to sell them i don't want to give them up and another aspect more than just clothes it's like how people perceive me people around me will be me. no one comes up to me and says yo you gain weight or you're fat but it's more like I think about it because I thought about it so much as a kid especially in uni you're so self-conscious you're right like i was so forced to lose that freshman 20 whatever in second and third year because i was so self-conscious you'll be going to parties and you'll be like yo guys won't like me why and you immediately think it's always your weight and 100%. this comes this comes back to like me asking you how are you treated as a kid like were you a fat kid growing up
1: I think um, when I was a kid, I was I wouldn't say I was overweight, Any, I was definitely on the on the chubbier end. I also wasn't very tall, which really didn't help with my physique. Um, mm-hmm. But I think part of the main reason is I was just told a lot by family, like my parents, friends, people growing up around like they would tell my parents that they just didn't think that I was good looking because I was chubby. But those things, they they sit with you a lot. I think I had all my like family friends around me. So I don't have siblings. So really all I could be compared to is kind of, you know, my family friends and a lot of them are really tall and skinny. So like in comparison, I always was a fat kid. And thus, I think when you start to really be associated with that, that it's your identity, even though you don't think it's true, or even if it really isn't true.
0: What about you? When you're growing up, it's a comparison game. I was looking through my old pictures that my mom had and I was like, wait, why do you mean I was fat? Who told you guys this? I look so normal. I look skinny. I'm not even overweight. I'm not even chubby. So why did people call me fat? This is where the conversations around every region has their own perception of fatness. Mm-hmm. And like both of us very much consume a lot of K-pop thinness is so much more valued in south korea thinness is also valued in bollywood thinness is valued in hollywood so this idea that we grow up with different perceptions of different spectrums of what it means to be fat but as someone who was an immigrant who was raised in a completely different country south asia to be specific and Tamilulam, if it's to be even more specific i was never heavy but i was perceived to be because everyone around me was thinner you just said you were chubby or maybe not even chubby but everyone around you was just thin and tall you were like the oddball out people would immediately would call you that talking to my friends yesterday and they were like yo kids look to adults for Mm -hmm. validation to have adults shit on you and break your heart by telling you not even oh you're fat and cute but you're fat and ugly and you're doing that to a kid a child and that identity just lives on being heavy is a journey it's an exhausting journey when you lose weight, it's always like, yo, I never want to gain it back. When you gain weight, you feel shitty about yourself because you gain weight. There's the no-win scenario. And this is where the title kind of comes in of this podcast. Is like, we were fat and apologetic. So and I still was-
1: feel like, sorry, that to a no, degree No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. I was waiting for you to carry on. Oh, sorry, go yes. ahead. No, I was going to say that even still to a degree, I feel like even though, like you said, we've accepted some parts of it, sometimes we still feel like we are apologizing- And, like, I think the worst part is we owe it to ourselves in some way. You know, we might not have thought that, but now we have these values ingrained in our minds that this is who we are. And if even if we change, like, sometimes we know we're going to gain it back or we're going to lose it. And it's just, it's so exhausting to always have to feel sorry in some way. If it's to yourself, if it's to apparently somebody else, which we don't even owe. But somehow people just like to, like, comment on people's weight all the time. It gets
0: really hard as a teenager because you like guys. You have crushes. But why do you think your crushes don't like you back, (laughs) Is it because of your personality?
1: Obviously.
0: Obviously, it's Obviously.
1: Oh, my amazing (laughs) personality. Just
0: kidding. No, right? Like, always, guys, just say what? You're smart, you're funny, but you're fat.
1: That's another thing. Sorry. That just smart. It's something that I've also noticed is that because you're not skinny or pretty by default after that, it's like you have to be something else. And usually, I think smartness is what takes on the form. It's like then, then intelligence is what you strive to be, so that people associate you with something positive too, right? Facts, um, facts, yeah. facts,
0: and then that becomes on overdrive, right? That intelligence part, that accomplishment yeah. part, that need to achieve and to perform, it gets, it takes a bigger precedent because. You can't fuck with me because I'm fat? Okay, I'll prove you I'm smart. And then you're going to beg for my, what? (laughs) My cheat sheets. Fuck you. What else are you supposed to do? And as kids, kids don't have the frameworks for that.
1: Kids are not going to be like, yo, I can just ignore this. No. I think back to it, I just don't fundamentally understand why especially adults feel the need to comment on children's weight. You should be fostering other things in children rather Mm -hmm. than appearance. I think it's one thing to talk about, let's say, lifestyle of eating. But to talk about their weight and associating them with such negative things so early on, it it really is detrimental. And they carry tremendous weight on a child and their identity growth and how they develop a sense of identity. And how they date. It's not like the media helps either. In fact,
0: the media perpetuates this idea of fat phobia to an extreme level. Social media is worse. Let's just be real. Like, we know that. But like you said, media, in what ways do you think media perpetuates this idea that fatness is unlikable?
1: I mean, I think the basic level is usually all the early on when you look at like movies and TV series, that character, or let's just say somebody who is deemed overweight or curvier, etc. To what is expected of, you know, the media or society is usually like either the funny character or they're disliked or they're bullied on TV. And then a lot of shows also like perpetuate how once somebody, let's say, is overweight and loses weight, they all of a sudden become popular and likable. And so think about what that sends out to kids when they're watching watching this and maybe like they feel like they look similar to these characters and it might re- resonate with how they're being treated at school and yeah. then all of a sudden they, there's this idea that if you look a certain way if your body type is this way you're just so much more likable and people mm. associate more positive traits with you
0: mm. that that's too many bars. Yeah. Yo, that actually happened to me in real life. I went through a phase in high school where I was very happy, and mainly because I was studying to get into the university that I wanted to. And I kicked ass, got into the university that I wanted to, got into the program that I wanted to, a very competitive program. And I was like, you know what? In third year, I'm going to lose weight, and I lost weight. And you know what's weird? You know how you would think that it people like you more mm-hmm. and you would actually expect guys to be the ones giving you validation? It was actually very different. The kind of engagement that I got were from women. Mm. Also kind of plays into the idea that us women in general kind of keep other women in check by holding on to these values or these right. Aesthetics that please the male gaze. We say hashtag slay queen or yes queen you ate left no crumbs and all of that a lot of the time refers to a person posting a picture that is very aesthetically pleasing. And when we talk about aesthetics and aesthetically pleasing and someone who looks good, we're talking about majority of the time thinness. And uh, it's weird because when I lost weight and started posting pictures, most of my comments on Instagram were from girls.
1: I I guess on the flip side, it was kind of good you didn't feed into that sort of validation. Oh, no, I did. I was never growing enough four years ago to
0: accept the fact that I wasn't into that. I was so into that. 50 comments. Oh, baby, I am living my life. think I'm pretty. Wow. Now you realize how fucking stupid that is. I now will post pictures of furniture and move on. <laughs> <laughs> and I still post pictures of myself. I still go take pictures, will wear an outfit. I'm like, I feel so good in this outfit. I'm gonna rock it. I'm gonna take a picture. I post and I did. I will come back. And all of them are just my friends, my girlies. And that's what I love. My babies who actually see me in real life. People who love me in real life. So I have no problem just being that yeah
1: but I think it takes a lot to get there and some really strong self-reflection to get there because I don't think it's very easy to kind of break that sense of validation that rush you get from you know people liking your post or commenting about your post also just want to say side note that Krithi definitely 100% slays all her insta pics Um, (laughs) but it is such a tough thing to not associate yourself with those those validations that you get from other people
0: even if they're like from the same gender you know like it's still stats it's still some form of validation
1: that's the kind of space that i want
0: people to get into Mm -hmm. i started this like thing for myself sometimes when you get so into like curating shit and curating a feed you get so obsessed with it to the point you know your angles you know when you look good you know when you look bad but the thing is you look good and bad every day But when you look at nine pictures of yourself on Instagram, you think to yourself, holy shit, I'm hot. And then you see one picture in your camera roll that isn't good looking. You think, oh shit, what the fuck, I'm ugly. And then this imposter syndrome sets in, wait, am I being fake on Instagram by just posting pictures of myself where I think I look good? And so I was getting into this habit where I was constantly comparing myself to versions of me that just existed online. And I was like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? So now Mm -hmm. what I do is... hair. Disheveled, no makeup, no eyebrows, and I'll take a picture of myself. And now I see, oh, this is how I look like. This is how mm-hmm. I'm trying to fix my body image issues. And I send it to my friends, I send it to my girls. This is how I look like. This is me. I don't look, this is not me on Insta, me, mm-hmm. but this is still me. I'm happy, I'm content. And I took this picture right after I woke up and I'm sending it to you. Keep it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So how do you yes. feel about Insta and body image issues there? Well, I was just going like, to comment about what you were saying about, you know, you on Insta and you in real life. And I think it's important to recognize that you on Insta is you. It's just you in a different light. And I think it's important to acknowledge that we have days, like, like you said, we have days we look good. We have days we look bad. Insta just happens to be the highlights of us looking really good that day, but I think authentically it is still you. I think it, what matters more is learning to accept all parts of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess even broadly speaking, than just Instagram. I think I had the opposite thing where I used to hate taking pictures of myself. Mm-hmm. It's somehow I remember it's, this. I remember yeah. this. It's somehow like you see yourself in a mirror and you see yourself a certain way and then you see yourself in pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's somehow you can't allow yourself to look ugly in anything. And I think it's because mm-hmm. we feel that maybe celebrities or influencers like they only take perfect pictures i'm sure like every picture they take is not gonna be ugly but why is it so hard to give ourselves permission to be ugly or not even that just exist and know that w- ugliness like why is that so frowned but, upon yeah
0: i think about that now and i'm like you're 100 right that was ding 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 why does everything have to be prettified there are bigger systems at play mm-hmm. that work at ruining your self-image then just you and then influencers. We talked about media. We forgot to talk about the billion dollar beauty companies. Beauty industry. Health and wellness companies that profit off our insecurities. They make bucks because we're ugly or we're thought to believe Mm -hmm. or forced to believe that we're ugly. And how do you fight against that? The fact that fat people are sometimes are considered an applicant, but a prettier person might get a job Mm -hmm. in a job interview based on their looks how do we fight against such systemic things that actually do exist? People, like fat people are considered lazy, although that's not fucking true at all. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people who are considered fat are hardworking in so many aspects of, her- of their careers that they don't have time to work out. They don't have time exactly. to take care of themselves. Yeah,
1: it's not like we can create a revolution to erase like everything that is being done. And I think, and I just want to make this clear. We are not hating on people who use makeup or want to hide their imperfections because I think all of us do. And, and I think Krithi and I both really think, wow, like with makeup, we just feel so much more confident. So it has nothing to so do with that. So much more confident. Like I
0: love makeup. Yeah. Uh, I love clothes. Yeah, I love taking pictures. I love everything, everything. about that. Got it. But I can still be part of that and still, I guess, have discourse about that and yeah. have certain aspects of it. I just don't like it. We just don't like it. Like it. Exactly. I, I'm a bad bitch whether I wear makeup or not. And I think
1: that's the message that we need to do with consumerism is understanding that it's okay. You know, we can't fight these systems, but we need to know we need to self reflect about what what can we 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 be critical about and accepting you know every side of ourselves because at the end of the day, that unfortunately is the only thing that we can control. Unfortunately, it's much easier for us to tell you that instead of doing it because doing it is really another. and I think Karthi and I both have had our fair share of like getting through especially during COVID
0: shit you're online all the time you're seeing people you're consuming content because you can't go out you can't be outside you can't do anything those two years really fucked up my Mm self-esteem and I can't speak for you but I'm speaking for me and then I guess you can tell me what you feel but covid really made me like reanalyze every aspect of me am i pretty am i ugly am i successful just so much thoughts that just keep circulating and a lot of it had to do with stuck at home not having the access to go to a gym and putting on weight feeling bad and the cycle keeps getting worse and worse and worse so how do we get better
1: I just want to say this because I feel like it's a really highly contentious topic. I think it's okay for people who feel like they are curvy and are like overweight and want to lose weight. I really think that's okay. We should allow people to do as they please instead of judging people. We talk a lot about, you know, in society about body positivity, but I think a lot of us actually resonate more with body neutrality where we where we just want to feel at peace. You know, with ourselves, it's okay to have days when you just aren't happy with the way you're looking or feeling. And so, what a lot of us turn to is now the only thing we can control, which is like habits that just help us feel better, better. of mm. ourselves. And that's really all that we can do for the day. I think both of us have attempted to make better life choices in terms of what we consume, you know, not only food, but the media that we're choosing to consume. And also just
0: sorry to interrupt, but also just like to include, sometimes you don't even want you like some people just don't want to lose weight. Like they're just content being whatever they are. That's true. And I read this tweet on Twitter and I think it resonated with me so much. It's like Mm -hmm. you don't owe people thinness. The fuck? Yeah. Who are you? Who the Who fuck are you? are you? Also, all the shit about, oh my God, like you're fat. It's not that like fat is bad or you're ugly, but it's bad for your health. Bitch, you be smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, King. and doing drugs. And where do you think you have the audacity to tell me that I need to lose weight? Go. Some people are just big, and that's fine. Like, yeah. you can easily different that way. I don't owe you thinness. Even this conversation about oh, but it's good for your health. Why do you care? None Why of your business. Do you people. Care people are always making so many bad decisions for themselves that may not be based on health and wellness, but it may be based on finance. It may be based on poor relationships. People have shitty relationships. That's bad for your health. People will work hours till they drop dead. That's bad for you, and you're coming for me for my weight. No. Fuck off. I don't yeah. owe you shit. I don't <laughs> owe you thinness. I don't owe you a weight loss journey. I don't owe you nothing.
1: Absolutely. Just like Kritika said, come from a place of worth. At the end of the day, life is so hard already. Everyone should show themselves some compassion and you know know that they, they exist in this world for a reason. And it's definitely not based on their look. Mm-hmm. Not based on your appearance. And if you want to do make changes in your life, I think it's, yeah, you don't have to explain to anybody else why you're doing it. A lot of, you know, when it comes to weight loss, it's really rethinking about what habits I need to change that just weren't serving me. Mm -hmm. Krithika and I we sit so much. We we work a lot and you know we need to remind ourselves to get up to move every once in a while. I don't think that necessarily has anything to do with the fact that we need to lose weight but it's just good for circulation in general. And also just to walk like as someone who has anxiety like it just makes so much sense
0: to exercise but also the other part is like I hate exercising because I always see it as a form of punishment not a reward Mm -hmm. which also comes with like being a fat kid and always being told to exercise it's so triggering to me when people it are really like you exercise no fuck you
1: <laughs> I Almost feel like I you're gonna get in really. trouble
0: when you don't and to those of you who are completely body neutral or like just kind of okay with their body man i salute you i wish yeah. to be you i'm going to be you one day
1: yeah I think the premise of this is just whatever reasons you have, they're your own reasons. Do whatever you want. Nobody yeah. else should have a say in how you look. Only you should have the right to freely express how you feel. I think it's okay to not be happy with where you are right now. I think for a lot of us, our weight is a very, very, very up and down journey. Yeah. Um, and
0: also, let's talk about body positivity a little bit here.
1: Yeah. Yo, you don't have
0: to always be positive about your body. Yeah. Like, can we just like stop that? Can we, can we just like get rid of that? Everybody would post stretch marks or pictures of you with stretch marks, but will still use Facetune to, was it skinchin, stinchin their
1: fucking, their waistline? Yeah. Their
0: waistline. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, I don't want this shit. I don't want to constantly be thinking, I am beautiful. I am pretty. I am skinny. I am fit. I, I it's exhausting. I don't want to love myself all the time. Sometimes out of 30 days, 20 days, I'm happy, content, but it's probably not stemming from the fact that it's my body.
1: There's nothing that you're positive about, like, 100% of the time, right? It should apply to your body. You shouldn't have to – You know, we know we should thank our body for, you know, feeling us and and getting through our daily activities, but I don't think – there necessarily needs to be a, a liking and loving of our body every day for how it looks. Yeah. I think it's okay to have days when you don't feel like it. And the worst thing you can do, I think, when we give it such value, is that we will oftentimes tie our self worth and self esteem to it. And that's that. I think that's honestly what's harmful about. Yeah,
0: but with that being said, this is the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed our first um, episode. Hopefully, we'll come up with something more fun and thanks for was, listening it is it thanks for listening. listening these are your hosts krithi and taffy and, and this is the yes tell me podcast Best. bye catch you later,
1: catch you later.